Hello everyone, welcome back to Mom, comma, I am a rich man. Um, we took a little hiatus because of Valentine's week, but today we're here with Israel Simmons. Hi, How are guys. you? Hi. <laughs> um, I just wanted you to like introduce yourself a little bit, like what you do, what your company is. and. Okay, cool. Um, my name is Israel. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Cali, but I live in Vegas now. I have a clothing store that's online, Shop Israela, and we've been open for two and a half years and absolutely love it. Um, it's my baby and um, we're growing and we are fully online, but soon to be opening our showroom full time and yeah. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So maybe we could talk a little bit about like, how did you get into entrepreneurship? Like you said, you had a different business before this. Yes, yeah, so I used to have a bakery previous when I lived in California, and then when I moved to Vegas, it was kind of hard to carry my clientele, so I kind of wanted to start doing something different. But um, I've always been in the entrepreneur life. Both my parents have businesses. Um, my mom, she has an event planning company, and my dad is a real estate you know, guy. <laughs> so I've always been interested in doing my own thing. Um, but you know, just finding things that you're actually passionate about is the most important thing to me. So, um, finding something you love to do so it doesn't feel like you're working every day. That's the goal in life mm -hmm. for me personally. Yeah. So I found that with my company shop is cause I love clothes. I love fashion and it just made sense to me that if I'm already doing stuff about this every single day, you know, why not make a living off of it? Mm -hmm. So that's what I chose to do. Um, so how did you come up with like the branding for Shop Israela? You know, it's so hard when, you know, everybody and their mama has an online boutique, you know, everybody mm -hmm. wants to sell clothes, everybody wants to do the same thing, but it's important to do something that um, is more personal to you and it's more about who you are as a person and your style. And if people like your style, great. If they don't like your style, then they can shop somewhere else. But I learned over the years that if you don't stay true to who you are, then you're not going to be successful because if you're the same as other people, you're not going to stand out. You're going to blend in. And that's what I just learned over time that it's going to stay true to myself. So when you do like, um, when you're getting ready for your collections, like do you shop kind of like if you're doing it for yourself or do you I have like... I only buy clothing that I wear now. Yeah. So personally, when I first started, I would always try to see what's trending and what people are like liking, what people are buying and what other people are selling. I was so like scared and I didn't trust myself enough to like just go with what I would wear. I tried to follow the trend, but I noticed that, you know, just because everybody's selling it doesn't mean that your customer base is going to want that. doesn't mean that the people to support you is going to want what everybody else is selling because they can just go buy it from somewhere else. It's true. So I realized over time that, you know, if I buy things that I like, if I manufacture and create things that I like, then people are going to support me. Yes, and then some people aren't, but that's okay because I'll build a client base of people that actually like what I put out there. So and I feel like when you do create that client base, they're almost more loyal because they see your company yeah. as something different. Yep. And like they start connecting to it as like, okay, this is clothes that I would wear and it's not something that I see on Instagram all the time and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, even like, even though sometimes like people may see the same clothing, the way you style something can be completely different than how someone else styles it, which makes them want to buy it from you versus them. Or just, you know, being more creative with your content, being more engaged with your followers and your supporters. It's all about creating a 
base of people that like not only what you sell, but what you put out. So, you know, if you are some superstar living some super lavish life, Kardashians, for example, people like, you know, support them till they die because they want that lifestyle or they are not only want that lifestyle, they love their lifestyle and then they just support them because mm -hmm. they're, that's who they are. They created a brand and the lifestyle around them. So basically you just have to do that with yourself, like figure out what makes you happy, what you like and what the things you like and then put it out there and let people like you or don't like you. But that's staying true to yourself is important because then you'll get lost Yeah. throughout the process. So. How would you like describe the timeline of Shop is Real though? Like when did you realize like, okay, this is like working or like right now it's not working or... Okay, so pretty much um, when I first started Shop is Real, everything, you know, super slow. I maybe made like a $300, $400 my first month. Um, and then I branched into marketing and starting to learn how marketing was. And then we started like a couple months later, we started making way more sales because I learned how important marketing is. Um, marketing will make or break your business. If you do not have it, then your business probably isn't doing as well as it could be. Mm -hmm. Because once you realize how important marketing is and using influencers and getting people to see your stuff on a different level than how you just portray it. Because, you know, when people follow your Instagram, when people follow your social medias, they get tired of seeing the same things. They get mm -hmm. tired of hearing the same captions and blah, blah, blah. They want to see something new, something fresh, something on somebody else. So mm -hmm. constantly refreshing your, um, you know, your customers with something new and something fresh can be very helpful. And when they're seeing the same posts, the same, you know, buy this, buy this, buy that, you know, all in their faces, you know, it's cool, they support you, they like it, but at the same time, they want to see something new. Nobody wants to see the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. So um, I realized that like marketing really branched my business, like really helped my business just explode. Um, there were times, you know, we fluctuated. I was just going through my like, um, so my business, I started my business in 2018, um, the end of the year in 2018. And my business probably exploded after four or five months. And then um, in January of 2019, my grandpa passed away. My grandpa was like my best friend. Mm -hmm. And I kind of went through a long depression probably for a year, a year and a half or so. My business took a big hit because I took a big hit. Yeah. So it was kind of just like slowly fluctuating, slowly growing. We were growing, but if I was really all into it, we would have been in a yeah. lot different place. But um, during last year in COVID and March, my business exploded like to a whole nother level. Um, and that was because unfortunately, so many malls in the pandemic and everything closed down and that led people to ha only being able to shop online. So when you, people don't have many options, um, especially online, they gravitate to the people that they see the most and mm -hmm. that's where marketing comes in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are really, really, really scared to do marketing, especially on Instagram and Facebook because it's not always, you know, rewarding, but when you invest 
money into marketing, you will see results if you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. So I invested so much money into marketing and people think I'm crazy. Like people think I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> like when I say I spend, I probably for the probably the past, you know, like the last year, I probably invested everything that was for me into marketing. So I didn't take any sort of paycheck. I think people don't realize that. Like when people are in businesses, we don't make that much money. No, literally. <laughs> when we're really investing, we're really invested into our business, we're not making that much money because most of our money mm -hmm. is going back into our business. No, exactly. So when people are like, you know, where's, like, you know, are you, you know, how's life or blah, blah, you know, like I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know, focused, I'm busy, but I'm good. But when people realize like, girl, are you crazy? Like, you're, you're spending that much money on marketing. Like, what are you doing, girl? Like, why aren't you doing something else? Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's almost just like an investment into myself. Like, mm -hmm. And so, you see it as like in the long run. You see it in the long term. So, you know, through, through all that marketing I did, we were able to grow to the point where I couldn't even function. Like, we, we grew so fast and I wasn't prepared for it. And I had two employees but it was very difficult for my employees to even grasp the growth that was so rapid. We were going from getting maybe 30 to 40 orders a day to 200 to 250 and 300 orders a day. And wow. at my level of That's last crazy to year, fulfill. yes. <laughs> so in the beginning of last year, I moved into my very first warehouse because I was in my house for like the first year and a half. Mm -hmm. The beginning of last year, I moved into a warehouse, maybe this size. It was 1,200 square feet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, you know, so excited. I was like, I'm going to grow into this space. It's going to be great. Like, you know, it might take some time, but whatever. Um, fast forward three months later in March, the pandemic, you know, blew up. And people weren't really worried like they are now. They were just spending money like no other. Like people mm -hmm. had money and then, oh my gosh, when the checks started rolling in from the government and everything, it was just like, people were just going crazy. And I wasn't expecting it. I thought we were gonna be struggling. I thought we were really gonna be struggling. And it got to the point where we were running out of inventory. We couldn't keep on getting more inventory or mm -hmm. we couldn't get inventory from manufacturers in China because everything was closed in China. Yeah, so. I you know, it was just, it was an insane time and it was a learning experience because when something hits you so fast, you have to think really fast. You need to make some really rash decisions that aren't always the best decisions. Um, so I ended up moving to a bigger warehouse, um, 8,000 square feet to be exact, oh my God. which is <laughs> insane. Um, you know, getting more employees and doing this. And I was not prepared or ready to grow that fast. Yeah. Um, I hired my family on. I hired um, my mom as my manager. And, you know, it's great having my family work for me now. But just all the decisions I made last year, I look back and, like, I could have done that thing so differently. But it's a learning experience. Like, you know, even though 2020 was probably my best year I've ever had, like, business-wise, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't be more thankful. But at the same time, it was my worst year ever just because I was not prepared. And there's no way for me to prepare myself. Like, I, did, I didn't go to school for this. Like, mm -hmm. um, it's just a learning experience as I grow. I, I had no idea my business was even capable of getting to the point where it is now. Mm -hmm. um, and not because I didn't believe in myself, but because I just felt like 
it, it was just a one man it was just a one woman show yeah <laughs> and I just was not um, prepared but it's okay because you know you don't always get handed the things you're prepared for but sometimes you just have to just go with it like you know having a baby like sometimes there's nothing that can really prepare mm -hmm. you to have a baby besides actually having a baby and growing with the baby um, my business is my baby so I was just growing with my baby and sometimes I did not realize that babies poop ten times a day and you have to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> change the baby's diaper oh and change the baby's clothes and you know, there's just a lot of things that I was not ready for, and you know, there's still so much I have to learn. But it was a the best learning experience was 2020 for me, and you know, crazy learning experience. I can't tell you how much money I wasted on just stupid stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's in the past now, and I can't get it back, so I just have to keep on moving forward. But it's 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 interesting how much you learn from your mistakes if yeah. you really choose to and that's what I'm doing you know <laughs> I'm trying that's all we can do <laughs> I'm trying what does your typical work day look like now um my typical work day I typically wake up at about 9 a.m or so um all my employees get there at about 8 30 but I roll in sometime between 10 and 11 o'clock Typically, I go to my office, you know, work for a few hours on my computer, maybe, if that. Or sometimes I'll just stay in bed all day and work on my phone. I really don't like working with people. Not like I don't like my employees, but I feel like I get so distracted and everybody always needs me for something and I don't get anything done when I'm here, when I'm like yeah. working with everybody works. So typically, I like going into work at about 6 or 7 p.m. after everybody goes home and you know i typically only pop in the office maybe a few days of the week when everybody's there mm -hmm. just to like you know have a meeting and to go over some stuff and blah 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 but i always mostly work in the nighttime when nobody's there mm -hmm. because i get the most done i'm the most productive i'm a night owl so i'm always just used to just you know doing it all by myself and just doing whatever i can alone because i get so off track when yeah. everybody needs me for something when everybody's telling me they need this they need this I'm like write it down on a piece of paper and i'll look at it later <laughs> that's how i feel everybody's just, calling me like all day if i'm not here they're yeah, like freaking yeah. out and i'm just, you like, know, oh I'm just like you guys are fine <laughs> everything will be fine um but you know i always typically work at the nighttime and then i do my photo shoots i do all my editing i do all my ordering i i typically usually at nighttime is when um my manufacturers in china are awake because the time difference is like 16 hours or so so mm -hmm. usually when i'm up at nighttime i'm usually able to communicate with them anyways so it kind of just all works out um to my benefit just working at nighttime you know it's not the normal but mm -hmm. it just works for me, so. What's like your favorite part of the business, like doing? I would say creating, anything that has to do with creating, like um, creating our clothes, creating new collections, buying clothes, um, taking pictures, doing photo shoots, traveling for photo shoots, just anything that involves something fun that's yeah. not just like inside the building. Yeah. Um, um, that's what I typically love to do. And you know, it's the most, it just keeps your mind flowing and going and just doing something new. Because doing the same stuff every day is cool, 
but mm-hmm. it's not for me. That's not. I'm not a worker bee. I'm yeah. more of like an overseer. I like to be a hawk in the sky and not be, you know, the mouse on the floor, whatever. Yeah. If that makes any sense. <laughs> um, I like to be just going everywhere mm-hmm. and seeing everything and just looking down on what's happening mm-hmm. and just, you know, I'm... Even when I was all by myself, I would always try to mix up my day as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I have the ability and opportunity to you know, have more of a freer schedule, I'm able to do a lot more creative stuff and fun stuff that I actually really enjoy. So yeah, that's pretty much that. How did, how did your hiring process go? Like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just a tip for anybody that decides to start a business, do not hire your friends. Oh? Do not hire your friends. No matter how friendly they are or how amazing they are, how much you love them, do not hire your friends because you cannot be your true hard-ass self that you need to be as their boss, as their manager, and you don't want to hurt your relationship with them or, you know. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend you do not hire your friends. Um, Family is different, but friends you know, a little bit more sensitive. So um, I hired two girls that I knew, and they're my friends, um, which was fine, but um, they were just so chillax. We were just so chill, and everybody was just like, you know, very slow and just easygoing, and like, you know, and then then we got hit with COVID and just the craziness of COVID and just how much we exploded, and they weren't able to keep up. They yeah. weren't. They were. They were so used to the like the laid back environment that when it was time to really work our asses off and like no other, they weren't able to keep up. Mm-hmm. So that was a really hard experience. And then you know we've had several more employees throughout, and you know I, I recommend hiring people in twos or threes or four any more than just don't hire one person at a time because when you hire multiple people at a time they are able to set the bar and they are able to see, like, compete with each other. So I feel like when you hire multiple people at the same time, it makes them be more competitive and work harder because they notice that we all start at the same level, we Mm -hmm. all start at the same place. If I'm slacking, then I'm probably the one that's going to get cut, if anything, if anybody gets cut. Yeah. Because not everybody is meant to be for you. Not everybody Mm -hmm. sees your vision not everybody works as hard as the other people work and that's okay everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. but when you have three or two or four people working at the same time and starting Mm -hmm. at the same time you're able to see who does best in what areas and who doesn't do good in any areas and then you know you're able to really make those hard decisions on who you want to keep and who you don't want to keep so do you have any like pet peeves of like Absolutely not. Like, if I hire somebody with this, like, they just can't. Um, I would say I'm very easygoing. Um, Mm -hmm. but if you're, I just say if you, if you can't come into work, if you call out, you know, give me a, give me some time in advance, don't just call the same day, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you make it a habit of doing that, then just gotta let you go because it's just rude and disrespectful to everybody else that's working you know you have your own tasks and your own things that you need to do we're a small team for a reason so everybody can get the most hours everybody can get the best benefits and Mm -hmm. you know we want to keep it a small team but to keep it a small team 
Because sometimes, you know, we don't need 10, 15 people working for us. If we have a solid, good five or six people, which we do yeah. have right now, that's all we need. And we can handle what 20 people can handle because we have a system in place that works really well for us. Mm -hmm. So you, it's really important to find the people that you actually need for different reasons and train those people to be the best that they can be. And, you know, don't hire too many people because then you're going to take away from being able to level them up and to keep That's them true. with you and to help mm -hmm. them grow with you as a company. Like, I'd rather have five employees and paying them at $30 an hour than have 10 or 15 employees paying them at $10 an hour. Mm -hmm. Because those employees that are getting paid at $30 an hour are going to be very grateful for their positions, very grateful for their jobs, and work 10 times as hard because they know they're not going to find anything else like it in the area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... To be honest, like it's very competitive world out here and it's very hard to find places that you actually enjoy working for and companies you actually enjoy working for and not just some random degular, smuggler corporation that doesn't crap yeah. give crap at you. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 all about strategy and what you really want out of your business. I do want to grow, you know, I do want to be a, a big business, like but not at Forever 21 stage. You know, I mm -hmm. never want to get to the point where I'm a corporation and I have no control over what my company is doing. I never yeah. wanted to get to that point. I always wanted to be a family business. I always wanted to be big, but not to the point where we have no control over things. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, even thinking about like people that always ask like, oh, can we invest in your business? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just because I don't want anybody else in my business and I don't want anybody else trying to tell me what I should be doing with my business because it's my business. If you want to start a business, go ahead. But, you know, that's my baby and I want things to be done a certain way and it works for us. So I don't need to change anything. You know, it's, it's important to improve and to to grow and to expand and to adapt to society and everything that's happening. But there's, I know that I don't want to have a huge corporation. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be worldwide in every store in every single state, whatever, nothing like that. I want to stay true to who we are and keep it at that because that way we can keep our personal touches and keep our, you know, our, you know, just our identity, mm -hmm. our identity, pretty much. So, yeah. Where do you see the company, like, in the next 10 years? Um, in the next 10 years, I see us expanding online. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just being, oh, I would say a household name. Mm -hmm. People know who we are. We they know, they know us by our designs, and mm -hmm. they know us by our collections and our exclusives, exclusivity. That the word yeah um i i don't want to be a mainstream yeah. store i want to be more of like a i don't know how to explain it the difference between like chanel and michael kors yeah chanel is for exclusive a specific customer michael mm -hmm. kors is for everybody you know yeah and it's very hard to come by chanel and come by certain collections and come by certain things that they've had in their past. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to be more of that instead mm -hmm. of more of like a mass producer. Okay. That, that makes, makes sense. any sense. Yeah. So, um, I do love having a boutique and like being able to cater to everybody, but at the same time, 
I realized that um, the time, no, not everybody realizes and understands the time and energy and effort that goes into your business, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind creating a, another store that is more um, for everybody. But I want to... I want to dial down Israela to be more of a exclusive mm-hmm. company and not just we sell everything and anything. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, so have you ever had like moments where you were just blocked and you had no creativity? Like, how do you get yourself out of that? Because I remember when I would sell clothes, I would have those moments where I was like, okay, how am I going to make this collection look? appealing to people mm-hmm. I would say I constantly every any time that I am not feeling creative I'm not I I'm not feeling myself or I'm not just you know being able to work as much mm-hmm. I just go take a break I go take a break and I go take a week or two off and I just take time for myself because ultimately it's what you need like sometimes your body is just not meant to be going 24 7 100 miles an hour and you really need to slow down and take care of yourself and your mental health and your physical health like i remember i used to just be working 16 to 18 hour days um Mm. in the beginning of covid and i was so exhausted i was going through so much and it was just so Mm. stressful and i remember that time and i was just a zombie. I was not myself. I was literally a zombie. And it took me about six months to realize I couldn't be working that much. <laughs> yeah. And then I stopped working that much and I took a break. And, you know, I'm finally realizing 2021, a year later almost, that it's okay to take time for yourself and it's okay to do what you need to do. Your business will be fine. You will not be fine if you don't take care of your business. Your business? You know, it'll handle That's like itself. what I'm trying to learn right now because I don't even have days off. Yeah. And I'm going through this thing where it's like, I feel guilty if I'm not here, but then I, when I'm here, I'm not even here because... You're not mentally here. Yeah. yeah. You just physically, but not mentally. And it's like, what's the... I think of to myself, like, what's the point of spending eight hours a day somewhere, or 16 hours a day somewhere, being a working zombie? I'd rather just hire somebody else to help do the things I need to do and then go take time for myself and I'll be just fine. You know, you can hire somebody to do all the stuff that you don't want to do and it's totally fine. Um, And you can choose to do the things that you want to do and that's totally fine. That's what happens when you get to a certain level of your business when you're just overwhelmed and you just Mm -hmm. realize that you have to give certain tasks to certain people for your own sanity. but at the same time, you know, don't don't forget the reason why you started your business in the first yeah. place. So many people are like, they get to a point where they're not seeing the results that they want to see or they get tired of it or they get uninterested or whatever reason. And which is fine, but at the same time, you know, you need to take a break. Your body needs to reset. Your mind needs to reset. You, your whole spiritual being just needs to reset. You need to do the things that you enjoy, do the things that you love to do, and remind yourself of most people start businesses so they can have freedom one day, mm-hmm. you know, and remind yourself why you're doing your business and take freedom and take time for yourself. There's no point of working your life away if you're not going to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's how I see it. 
I just got to a point where I realized that like even my, oh my gosh, I used to spend at least 12 hours a day on my phone when I started my business. And I didn't realize it until like maybe two years. Now my vision is bad. Oh my God. Like I look, my eyes literally have gotten bad just from being on my phone so much from working. And I'm like, this whole time I could have hired somebody to do what I was doing. I chose not to because I was just being super particular yeah. and super just OCD about the way things are done. But, you know, I realized that, yo, <laughs> you need to take care of yourself. <laughs> like, at least I should have been wearing, like, black light, black, blue light glasses or something just to help my vision. But, yeah, my vision's gone really bad. And you don't realize it until something happens. And yeah, you're yeah. forced to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's interesting. Dang. Yep. Um, would you ever start like another completely, totally different business, or do you think you're gonna stick with fashion, like for? Oh, two? I have a few other businesses actually. Oh really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I just. I realized that um, I don't like everybody knowing everything that I do. Oh, I like that's kind of that's dope. I like the fact that people don't know who mm -hmm. owns my other companies, and I just like keeping it kind of just very disguised. Like Israel, it's all about me. Obviously, mm -hmm. I take pictures in it. People know who I am, mm -hmm. etc. But I like having other companies. I have two other companies. And I like the fact that people don't know who it is or who owns it and et cetera. Just because I think it does better. Because people can be very oh prejudiced. People can be very like, oh, I only want to You know, the funniest thing, people thought I was Latina the whole entire time because oh my, my name is Israela. They'll be like, Israela? <laughs> like, they say it with the accent and yeah. everything. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not Latina. And then, like, I had a Latina model for mm -hmm. a long time. And people just assumed we were a Latina brand. Like, we were just, oh. it was so funny. But people are so excited to support us because we were a Latina brand. <laughs> and they were the support oh Latinas and everything. I'm just like, huh, like, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I think so interesting. Um, I've been going through that now, too, where I'm almost, like, kind of regret making myself like the face the of the face brand. of it yeah because even like i'll go on twitter and i'll mm -hmm. like rant or i'll be like i'm having a shitty day or something mm -hmm. and then somebody's like you should be grateful like blah, blah blah like and it's like once you put yourself as the face of your brand it's like you have a certain mm -hmm. image that you have to uphold and people put all of these yep. things on you you have to be perfect and it's insane yeah so i realized that you know not too long ago but it's important to have some privacy and not have mm -hmm. everybody knowing what you're doing. And it honestly is just very, in a way, it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like being Angelina Jolie, like, you know, in the Smiths, like, she was, like, a badass, but nobody knew it. She, yeah. They just thought she was a housewife. Yeah. yeah. I want that vibe, you know. I, I want to mm -hmm. have lots of things and people just assume whatever they want about me, and that's okay because, you know, Sometimes I just want to go shop at Goodwill and be chilling and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then they'll be like, oh, wait, you are this person. You don't be doing what you're doing. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> that reminds me of, like, when I first started this business uh -huh. and we wouldn't buy from wholesalers. We would literally go to grocery stores yeah. and just, like, steal all the inventory. Uh -huh. And then people would be like, hey, aren't you that flower girl? Yeah. And I'd be like, and it's yeah. like everybody just knows what you're doing yeah. at all times. When like, everybody knows everything, it's kind of just... And some people, like, 
you know, some people might have a bad experience with the, like you once and they're just like, they hate you forever. I'm like, yeah. girl, do you know how many times you've gone to McDonald's and they've given you the wrong order? <laughs> yeah, you still go back. Yes. <laughs> you still go back. Like, what? why? So why do, why, why do you support a small business once and you don't have the best experience and you decide to never support I them know. again? I hate that. You know, so it's just like, I just realized that it's best to you know, have some type of privacy when everybody doesn't know everything. You know, and some people be like, oh, why are you hiding stuff? It's, it's my life. I can do whatever I want with it. So yeah, That's why sometimes I get scared. It's like if, you know, a product goes out the door that I'm not 100% with, I'm yeah. like, this is going to reflect on me as a person, not yep. just the company. Like, this is the packaging. Like, you know, yeah. training my employees at packages so they look nice. Yeah. That was a whole nother level of me just having to just sit back and just close my mouth because I'm like, okay, they're not going to be perfect, but they just need to be at least <laughs> presentable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I just look at some things. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's hard. It's hard because sometimes you're just like, you're like, when, when did this happen? Like, who, who gave you this? Like, when, did, who sent out that package? Or like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, how did they get the wrong item? Like, who pulled yeah. that order? Like, you know, but like, sometimes it, it just happens. It happens. Yeah, because I remember I used to get really caught up on like, when something bad would happen. Uh -huh. And I would like, get anxious for like, a long time. And now it's kind of like, at a certain point, you're going to have those mess ups. It just matters how you're going to fix it. How you handle them. Yeah. And, you know, just how you go on from it. it. And it's like, no matter how nice you can be to somebody, if mm -hmm. somebody has a bad taste in their mouth, they're going to have a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. And there's no changing it. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, and mistakes happen. We're humans. But it's just funny how somebody will support this huge company, blah, 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 McDonald's. I can't tell you how many McDonald's, how many times McDonald's has gave me cold fries or burnt yeah. fries or messed up my order or whatever, and how many times I've still gone back because mm -hmm. McDonald's is whatever, McDonald's, you know? It's just, it's interesting how, I don't know if it's brainwashing or what it is. I think it's the marketing. So you just yeah. always, it's always, you know, your and phones. And I feel like people see small businesses as a person, and yeah. then... They're just like, well, I'm supporting you instead of something big. So, like, they expect, like, just the best possible outcome. I'm like, dude, do you, do, you, do you realize that, you know, we don't own planes? Like, we can't deliver your orders. Like, our, yeah. we, you know, like, we go through the post. Like, do you know how many times the post office has lost packages and people just oh get God. so angry at us? Like, we're the post office delivery people and, like, we control their whole crappy system. Like, yeah. Like, it's, it's it's interesting. People don't realize it. And honestly, I don't even know if I realized it before I even started businesses, to be honest. I think it's just bringing up more awareness to people. Just the mm -hmm. fact that we're humans. <laughs> we're not robots. <laughs> yeah. Do you, in your opinion, do you think anyone could be an entrepreneur? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I believe anyone can start a business, but... Yeah doesn't mean it will succeed anybody anybody and their mama and their daddy and their brother blah blah anyone can start a business but having your business be successful no not everybody could do that mm -hmm. because nobody not everybody has all the qualities and traits that is needed to sustain a business I know so many people that hit me up and they'd be like, oh, I want to start a business, blah, blah, blah. 
I'm like, oh, yeah, they ask me questions. Okay, I can refer to my YouTube channel, answer mm -hmm. some questions there. Like, I can hand somebody the whole entire recipe for my business. But unless they have the drive and the mm -hmm. force to actually do those things, they're not going to be successful. Many people don't have the determination nowadays. Everybody just wants everything handed to them. They want the easiest way. And it doesn't get you anywhere. It might, you might be in it for a, a couple weeks, a couple months maybe, but unless you have like the drive to really give your all to something, like actually give your all to something and be willing to like not eat and to like have a negative bank account. I can't tell you how many times my bank account goes negative. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, between all my, my payroll, my freaking marketing expenses, just everything. I can't tell you how many times my account goes negative. And it's like, people don't realize that. Like, they don't realize that when you sign up for this life, sometimes you have to put your own on the back burner for a little bit just until you guys get back on your feet or because you have a bad month or blah, 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 bad few months, a bad year, like anything. Like, people don't realize that you know, just because you're making hella sales doesn't mean you have to, like, not buy new inventory and not pay your employees and not pay your yeah. expenses. Like, like, I, I don't even want to think about my expenses, but my expenses are insane. <laughs> like, the minimum, it's just, like, I, pr I probably pay about $60,000 in expenses every single month between my payroll, my building, my, my bills, etc., you know, and it's like people don't realize that, like how many orders and how much it takes to actually make mm -hmm. that money just to hit the minimum. That's yeah. like the, the minimum, like for you to stay afloat, like and not go down the hole. So I think it's I just really hard for people to do the numbers and to expect like, you know, so many people be like, well, why are your pricing so high or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, if a top is twenty nine ninety nine and we have a 50% off sale and then you know we do all these other things like y you yeah like they don't realize they don't do the math like i've had employees it. like look at our sales and be like oh my god we made this much this month and then i'll be like yeah but we spent this much yeah especially when you're small you like need to put money into everything in order to grow oh my gosh it's so funny like it may feel like we had an amazing month but i'm like do you mm -hmm. like some like when we're when we're when i'm manufacturing stuff you have to pay like 30 to 40 percent up front you know, and that's thousands and thousands of dollars that you have to wait months to even get the product yeah. for to even sell it. Like you have to have, you know, it's, it's insane for people that don't realize that, you know, they compare us to these huge companies, these huge corporations like mm -hmm. Forever 21 and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and it's, it's hard. That's like the hardest thing I think we deal with is that people expect like, the, the freaking Fashion Nova shipping and they expect mm -hmm. the Fashion Nova service and the Fashion Nova prices and everything. And it's like, you know, if you want to shop at Fashion Nova, shop at Fashion Nova. <laughs> you know, we're not at that level, nor will we yeah. be anytime soon. Like, they're, yeah, I mean, yeah. great I for like them. But people have to understand when you're shop, when you shop small, you're probably going to pay more, but that's only because you're supporting somebody locally. Yeah. You're supporting somebody you, you may know or somebody just, you know, a regular human being and not like mm -hmm. these shareholders and stockholders and freaking these billionaires that don't even know mm -hmm. 
what they're even selling in the stores like or Forever anything. 21 is just like a dude that owns it on like <laughs> that's like two completely totally different things it's like it's it's insane but it's the it's just the you know what you sign up for so yeah. you know no, you don't necessarily realize all these things before you sign up for like having a business <laughs> but over time you get to realize it and it's just um it's it's, it's an eye opener but I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't trade anything for the world. I love my baby. I love my babies. <laughs> and I love what I do. So at the end of the day, I'm grateful that I'm not working at some restaurant that I'm getting paid minimum wage for. You know, I'm grateful that I'm not in the place I was previously. So anything that I would change, I wouldn't change it because all of it's been a learning experience. And to learn, you have to go through things not all the things are going to be fun, but it's going to help you grow as a person and grow as an individual and grow your business and grow your... <laughs> what happened? <laughs> a balloon just popped. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. Okay, what do your 30s look like to you? My 30s look like... You know, hopefully by my 30s, I want to be married. I want to have kids. I want to like be a stay at like I really I've okay, I have 11 siblings and I'm the oldest primarily. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I feel like I've been raising my siblings for like my since my teenage years until mm -hmm. I'm I mean I still take care of them now. So, I mean, like I feel like I've already been a mom and everything, but I realize I where I want to be when I be a mom and stuff like that. And I want to be like financially stable, financially secure, and just have multiple sources of income that are not requiring me to physically mm -hmm. be there and for them to just be running itself. Yeah. And that's where I want to get my businesses and um, to the point where everything's running itself smoothly and it, it doesn't require me to be there full time. So I really just want to have more freedom in my life so I can go do the things I truly want to do, like have family and stuff like that. But to be honest, my 20s have been crazy, so I'm only 22. <laughs> and um, my life was crazy in my teenage years, so I'm kind of done. I'm, a, I'm over all the crazy, to be honest. But we'll see where I go. I just want to soak up all the time I have with my family. It's so nice working with my family. I see them every single day. And yeah, we can get on each other's nerves sometimes, but it's like, I wouldn't change it for anything. Because I feel like the more time you spend with them now, like, I feel like, you know, people end up getting to their 20s and their college years and their 30s and they work so much. They never get to see their family. Mm -hmm. They never get to spend time with the people they really love. And they, like, time goes by, people pass away, people die, mm -hmm. and then you're all alone. Like, Literally. you know, what's the point of all that, all that work and everything, and you didn't get to enjoy the things you actually wanted to enjoy? So, I just want to get to a point where my family, I can, like, you know, retire my whole entire family, and my immediate family, I would say, like, mm -hmm. you know, my immediate family, and just have each other just, like, you know, just living each other's lives and just spending time with each other and traveling more and just being a family. That's my goal for my 30s, is to just... That's great that you, know. you're, you are where you are today, like, at 22, because I feel like most people at 30 start freaking out, and they're like, well, what do I need to do yeah. in order to get the life that I want? Yeah. But I tell everyone, like, 
That's why I'm trying to grind like, right you? now. 21. 21. Oh, you're 21. When's your birthday? August 17th. Oh, you're... Yeah, okay. We're, like, almost, like, a year apart. I just turned 22 in November. Oh. Yeah. We're pretty similar in age. That's crazy. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's I know. Cool. That's when, like, when I saw your you on social media, I was like, that's so dope, because I don't really see... You don't see too many of our age doing Especially doing. in Vegas. It's yeah, like, no. Yeah, no. Even in California, I don't see too... All my friends are... Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's a hard life, especially in Cali when everything's just like, that's why I moved away from Cali mm -hmm. in a way because I felt like I could have more opportunities here. Yeah, and, that's true. You know, and just being surrounded in your comfort zone, it just stops you from really pushing yourself to grow. And I just felt that way in Cali, even though I loved Cali, I was born and raised there my whole life. I just felt like being somewhere that I'm not used to will help me grow and challenge mm -hmm. myself, and which is why I moved here. So, how do you feel about Vegas now that you're here? I love it. I don't ever want to leave. I just bought my house. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I just I love it. I love the desert. I love the warmth. I love. I love no traffic. <laughs> I love that it only takes me three hours to get to Cali. I go, like, every week almost, so, it, I mean, I love the opportunities here. There's so much more opportunity I love how here. it's, like, growing right yeah, now. Like, it's, it's, like, at a stage where it's, like, getting to be, like, a bigger city. Yeah, and I feel like I got here at the right time, yeah, too, sure. because I just feel like it's, you know, it's slowly starting to become, like, you know, Phoenix, like, Arizona, like, mm -hmm. how it's, like, very established. Yeah. And... You know, people that were there years ago really got, like, really good deals and really were able to set up themselves nicely. And I just feel like Vegas is that up-and-coming city that's mm -hmm. really, like, it's not like a small town, but it's like a small town, but a big city. Mm -hmm. And I love that about it. Like, I love that I can go to the snow 30 minutes away. I love that I can go to the lake. I love that I can do tons of stuff. I'm, like, an outdoorsy person, but... Um, I really love it, and I all, you know, all my family's in Cali, all my friends are in Cali, I'm always going there, but at the same time, I don't think I would ever, I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. I love it. I really do love it. And it's weird, because people are like, I hate Vegas, like, I want to get out of Vegas. I don't know why people say that. <laughs> They're like, oh, like, it's too high, whatever. I'm like, I'm chilling. I like you, act, you guys act like you don't have AC. <laughs> and I just love, like restaurants I love and our food. shopping and I love like that we, yeah whatever you want it's like here and it's all within like 20 minutes yeah it's like <laughs> everything is in like a circle like of just everything you need I don't know I don't have any complaints like I lived in Cali my whole life and I hardly went to the beach like <laughs> I probably went to the beach once or twice a year maybe if that yeah. and I go to the beach more than I do now that I live there it's weird <laughs> like I go eat out more than when I live there like you know like when you're living in Cali and you're like our age, you're broke. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't do anything. Like you stay in your little area, but you don't go and travel the Cali and travel yeah. the world. Like you're broke. Like and you're probably gonna be with your parents for several years Dang. more than you should Cali be because is just crazy expensive. It's so all of my friends in Cali are pretty much still living with their parents. Unless they moved out of Cali, 
and move somewhere else, most of them are still with their parents. Like it's and it's insane because it's like to get an apartment out there, you're paying like three thousand dollars for a one bedroom. Oh my god, what the heck? People don't even get paid that much a month. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you have to have roommates, you have to have all these I'm like, no. I wanna Ew. be by myself, I wanna be doing my own thing and that's yeah. why I love Vegas. Like I moved here with my ex in twenty eight. 12, 6. Oh no, in 2017. Mm -hmm. I moved here with my ex in 2017 and we got our, we bought a condo like three months after living here. And we were like oh. paying like $800 for a tiny little studio room and like, in like, where was it? In Corona, which is like an hour and a half away from LA. Like, we're just, you know, it was just not the life we were wanting to live. So yeah. we moved here, but I feel like people like, sleep on Vegas because they just think it's the strip and they don't yeah. see anything else but Vegas is so much more than just a strip it's so so it's like a big melting pot yeah of people from everywhere like and the food the food I can't complain the food's so good you have a little bit of everything like I really have nothing to complain about here to be honest so <laughs> I know I love it all I right really my like next it. question is what would you say do you feel like there's specific difficulties that you see in business like being young and being a woman and um, being a person of color being a woman being black <laughs> hell yes oh my god like i don't even want to talk about how long it took me to get my first warehouse oh just because god. people are like oh you're young oh you don't even have a business like how are you gonna pay like you know like yeah. people they question every single like I'm gonna make it happen. Like, just yeah. give me the freaking place. And if yeah. I don't make my payments, then kick me out. But like, why are you questioning me when I have all of my paperwork, I have all my financials, like, and you're still questioning me, but if I was some white dude, you wouldn't second yeah. guess it. Like, like you guys act like I'm not giving you what mm -hmm. you guys are asking for. Like, and then, oh my gosh, just with men, just, just in general, just everywhere. Like people just question you. Like not even just with this business, my other businesses, people are just like, oh, like, with real estate. So real estate is another thing I'm into. Um, just people just, I really like doing things sight unseen because once people know that you're a woman and oh, then I'm black yeah. and then I'm like 22, like people are just like questionable. I'm like, you would have never have known any of this information if you didn't see me. Like I just really? feel like, I feel like I wish life was kind of like the voice you know like the voice like your chairs are turned yeah. backwards people can't see you you sing and then if they like your voice they turn around mm -hmm. whatever and i just felt like people are so judgmental based off of your status quo like who you are as a person that i'm like you know they don't give the same equal opportunities mm -hmm. and unfortunately i've been through so many situations where it's just like people second guess me and people just don't take me seriously and like i could be going like, I used to go to L.A. with my boyfriend, and people used to, like, talk to him th thinking he owned the business. Oh, my I'm like, God, I hate that. I'm like, that um, no. <laughs> like, I own the business. I'm paying. It's my money. Like, if you're going to get paid, yeah. you know, talk to me, not the person that's, like, with me. Like, I just think it's so weird that people just think that a woman can't be successful. Yeah. And and if you are successful, they think it's because of other reasons. Like, you know, like, don't, don't, don't you know, crap on my success mm -hmm. because, you know, whatever reasons you have, just, you know, give me the same equal opportunity mm -hmm. that you would give any other dude that walked in here. Like, even trying to get a loan with the bank. Like, when I first started, like, even, like, just doing, like, business stuff, like, with banks and stuff, it's, like, they're weird. Like, they're really weird. 
And like, thankfully, like I was, didn't need the money. Like, thankfully I didn't take the money. Cause I, I mean, when you take out a loan for your business, I just feel like it's just, it, it can be a hit or miss. Because, yeah, for sure. you know, you could be trying to do something or invest in something that you don't know necessarily if it's gonna work or not. It can just, you know, obviously whatever. But just being able to do it on my own was, I was very proud of myself, but at the same time, like I've sacrificed so much just to get the things I really want because other people would not even budge. Like they just, and I feel like it's so funny when you're negotiating with people and they just, they, they don't take you seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, like, dude, like if you give somebody a good deal and you can't give me the same deal because I'm a girl or I'm a woman and you don't think that I'm like, I don't understand why you are so judgmental, but I don't know. It's like guys don't want women to succeed in life. They think we're going to like replace them or something. We're not going <laughs> to need them. <laughs> I know. I've had so many people come and like, you know, they, we hire somebody to like do some sort of work in here and then yeah. they'll come in here and they'll be like talking to my dad or like talking to like Javi, yeah. which is our manager, uh -huh. a guy. Uh -huh. And then they'll be like, oh, she's the owner. And I've literally had people look at me and be like, I'm not going to talk to her. And they keep talking to, like, yeah, like and I'm like, what? Like, I'm the one that's going to pay you. <laughs> like, people would, like, knock on, like, our door and be like, oh, can I speak to the, to the boss or the manager or whatever? I'm like, yeah. What's up? And they'd be like, oh, no, I need to speak to a manager. And I'm like, okay, my name is Israel. I own the business. Can you please tell me what you need? <laughs> <laughs> or they'll be like, oh, is your mom here? Or is your... Like, when I bought my house, like, people were, like, they'd knock on the door, like, oh, is your mom home? I'm, like, no. Why? <laughs> <Like, laughs> <"What? laughs> it's my mom home or my parents <laughs> home. Like, people are just so, like, stunned by, stunned by just the fact that you're a woman and that you're young. It's, like, a double whammy for them. And I think they get intimidated and they start treating you differently and start treating you weird because they feel weird that you're doing good for yourself and they might not be doing good for themselves and they just I don't know it's really weird even my own dad like my own dad is just weird like I think it's just I don't know I think it's a guy thing I think it's just the yeah. ego the ego I think it's so weird like my dad so I originally started my business and my dad was like oh I'll invest in you I'll give you I'll give you like five thousand dollars but I want a 60 40 I want a 60-40 split with 60 oh. in his favor. I was Damn. like, oh, so you're going to give me money so you can make money off of me? Is that what it is? Yeah. I was like, I don't need your money. Like, thanks for offering, though. But no, I don't need your money. Like, I can do it just by myself. He's like, oh, well, I could give you so many connections and blah, blah, blah. I was like, if you wanted to give me those connections because you're my dad, thanks. But no, I'm not going to... Like, you're just weird. Like, I don't need you. Like, you, mm -hmm. thank you for bringing me in this world. But other than that, like, you can go take yourself somewhere else. Because it just, like, if you're, like, I think it's so weird that your fa your own father would just want to try to make, like, you know, make money off of you. Even though he wouldn't just do it out of kindness of his heart. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I'm just, like, I think it's weird. But other than that, I just think guys in general, some guys are really, like, up to society and like very modernized with their way of thinking and it amazes me i'm like oh okay you know you know talking like, about that like how is your dating life um honestly rough <laughs> um it's honestly rough I, yeah. I just think it's it's really hard for me because i have certain expectations for myself 
Yeah. And I actually just got out of a relationship. I was actually engaged. I was actually going to get married in my, um, and, oh, wow. you know, things, yeah. I just, it, it was, it's really hard when you're invested so much time into your business and mm-hmm. your partner doesn't realize that how important it is to you. And they think that, you know, you're not spending time with them. And, you oh know, sometimes, God, yeah. you know, you can't meet everybody's love language. And I wasn't able to meet his love languages all the time because I was so focused on my business that I was just like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I have to go do this. I have to work. Like, I made time for him, but it was mm-hmm. not. A, it was never enough, you know? So was, was his a, love language, like, affecting Quality or, like, time. Quality his stuff? love language is, like, quality time and um, acts of service. Mm-hmm. And like I would do things for him and I would try to do random things for him all the time and just be there for him all the time But it was never enough like if I said I was gonna be home at 6 and I didn't go home to 730 He would be mad like it was mm-hmm. at that level. It was like at that point where it was just like ah, I am I don't want to sacrifice everything I've been working so hard for um, For another person that mm-hmm. wouldn't you know like if you like, I guess it's hard to say because like, you know, if your husband or your fiance or whatever, they don't want you working as much, but like, who else is going to pay the bills? Like, yeah, who else is going to like, who's going to take care of me if I don't take care of myself, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, you're not offering to do those things. So I can't just like, you know, let go of my dreams and hopes to make you feel better. So mm-hmm. <sighs> do you feel like yeah. I have this thing? It's like my hypothesis because I meet mm-hmm. a lot of guys who are like, oh my God, you're a business owner, you're young, like that's so attractive. And then like you meet them and it actually like makes them insecure. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. I've also seen it, the fact that like, so I have my business, right? And they're, you know, either not working or they have a job they don't really like or it's hard for me to date somebody that's not passionate about what they do. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. If you're passionate about it and you love it, then great. But if you're just like going to complain all the time about where yeah. you're at in life and no. you're not where you want to be and you're not doing anything about it, then I can't relate. I can't yeah. relate. Because like you have no, I don't care if you don't have money or you do have money, you'll find a way if you really wanted to do something. No difference than freaking guys find a way to get some pussy if they really <laughs> yeah. want some pussy. Like you really, you really do the things that you want to do. So, like if you're complaining about, you know, not having enough money or not making the money you want or not having a stability in your life, you're your biggest enemy. You're the only one yeah. stopping you from doing that. And it has nothing to do with where you are, who you are, where you're from. Like, it's a choice. So unless someone, I, you know, it's hard for me to really like find somebody that understands that because I feel like I see so many guys that just complain about everything. They make all these excuses for why they're not where they want to be, why they're not at where they're at. And I'm just like, you're making all these excuses that have no validity, validity. Mm-hmm. Like you're complaining that you didn't do this. You complain you didn't do that, but you have no reason to not do it. You mm-hmm. still can do it, but you're just choosing to tell yourself to not do it because of all these excuses you're making. So anyways, <laughs> until I find <laughs> somebody that yeah. actually, like, you know, 
you know, treats me good and loves me for who I am and not tries to make change me or make me someone I'm not. Like, I'm not a stay-at-home wife. I'm not a housewife. I'm not going to cook and clean and do everything and then pay all the bills. And no, it it has to be, like, some form of just equality in that nature. Like, you know, I can't – you can't expect – I feel like so many guys expect you to be, like – this housewife and also wants you to be a badass woman like yeah like they like, like they like expect you to like have, have your business <laughs> to cook to clean to fuck them to do all these things and i'm like bro i'm tired like i don't got time for this like you can do all that other stuff you can help cook and help clean and do those mm-hmm. things and you know that, that would help me out but like you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah. superwoman. Like, I'm not su. I can't do everything. Like, yeah, I, they don't put those high expectations on themselves either. It's kind of just like, I'm, yeah, they're just yeah. okay with being mediocre, and they just <laughs> want you to be exceptional. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, no, I know. I understand that. Like some guys, I maybe maybe one or maybe met one or two guys. I feel like were really like, you know, just. They thought the way I do, mm-hmm. but I just weren't attracted to them. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, it's kind of, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's you can't force yourself to be mm-hmm. into somebody you're just not into. Like sometimes people are just better off as your friends and at that, that. You know, that's exactly what happened with me and my ex. Really? Yeah, we were just both like we thought the same but it got to the point where we started being competitive with each other I oh feel yeah like. mm-hmm. so then it was just like no we're just not we're working yeah because like you could find someone that thinks like you but you also have to find someone that's like not going to be supportive by of you, you. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's like i feel like you know i got to like my ex he was like really cool and chill about like my business and everything mm-hmm. but once it blew up like, really blew up, and I was spending 16 to 18 hours a day at work, he was pissed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you could be spending time with me, and you could come and help, but... Oh, my God, you know, yes. But you don't want to. Like, I've asked yeah. you so many times to co- that we need... Told you that we need help. Told you I need help. Told you I'm stressed out. Told you, like, I'm, like, below my, like, the water, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally could not breathe sometimes. I was so tired. My eyes were bloodshot. Like, I was just, like... You know, we're getting so many... It's like, it was to the point where I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, we're we're just like... At one point, we were like 1,500 orders behind. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) I was just dying inside. And, like, he was complaining that I wasn't spending enough time with him and that I wasn't home enough. I'm like, but you're not here helping me. (laughs) Like, you know I can't hire more people. You know we're in the middle of a pandemic. And you know that me and my mom can only do so much. Like... And you're not here. Me, me and my team have this inside joke where it's mm-hmm. like, whoever dates Sav has to learn how to clock the fuck in. <laughs> so, like, every guy that I date, they'll be, like, in the back, like, doing shit. Yeah. And it's like, because for me, that's a big thing. It's like, yeah. I don't want you to come visit me at work and, like, watch me, like, work. Yeah, I want you to help out. That shit pisses me off. Yeah. Um, and if you're complaining about not spending time with me, you can yeah. still come here and spend time with yeah. me. I don't mind. Like, like, you knew what you signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get surprised when I'm busy. <laughs> I feel like he just got so used to me being at home and working in, like, oh, in the yeah. office, like, at mm-hmm. my home office, that it was, like, 
traumatizing or shocking for him for mm-hmm. me to be at my warehouse all the time and never be home and blah 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 that you know that was the goal was for you to get yeah and the funny there. thing is he always complained always complained that my like my like my like my business grew and grew and grew like it was a point where i was not only in one bedroom i was in like three bedrooms in my house the hallways were full Damn. of boxes the garage is full so it was just like Okay, like he's like, you know, you know, you need to find a place. Like you need to find something to do with all like you can get a storage unit or something. I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna get a storage unit, I'm gonna save up for a warehouse. Like I'm gonna do this the way I wanna do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he wasn't expecting for my business to blow up the way it did. I wasn't expecting it, but it was just that the lack of effort he put in to help me when I needed him the most mm-hmm. that really bothered me and kinda like started flickering, like messing up like our relationship started getting rocky after that. And it was just downhill from that, to be honest. <laughs> like, it was just, it was really hard for me to, like, like, I felt really hurt. Mm-hmm. The fact that he wasn't putting in that effort that I put in for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to, like, go and travel with him for work and do other stuff and just, and, like, the fact that he wouldn't even come to the warehouse because he didn't want to be at the warehouse, like, it was too hot for him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, okay, you know. I see where you're like, where you, where you stand, whatever. And it's like, you know, people like, it's so funny. Like, you know, some people are just like, they see you starting off and they're like, not that supportive. But once you get big, everybody's like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh my God, don't even tell me about this. And I'm just (laughs) like, where were you? And I was like, you know, I I call it cold calling. But when Mm -hmm. I was like first starting my business, I used to like, pretty much knock on the door of every person on Instagram, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like, I would just, like, always, like, just be promoting and always just be marketing and trying to get my name out there and everything. And, like, I know so many of my friends that follow me mm-hmm. that, like, none of them ever supported my business. But when they had, they, when they started their business or whatever, yeah. or they started oh. doing something for themselves, they are like, oh, you know, um, throwing shade, like, being like, oh, friends that don't support your businesses don't care about you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, where were you? you know and sometimes people it's just hard for people to support something that they don't see as a hobby like they Mm -hmm. they they think that like when you first start your business you're just doing something for fun or hobby Mm -hmm. whatever they don't take you seriously um but you know i was surprised because you know he was always supportive of my business in the beginning when it was small but once it got big he was just he was not there so yeah it it was crazy because we were gonna get married i was supposed to be married already yeah I would have been married to him if COVID wasn't happening. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. (laughs) And I still love him. Like, he's still, like, the love of my life, and obviously, but there's just lots of things that were just not right, so it is what it is, but. I feel like doing what we do and, like, how Mm -hmm. we do it, I feel like dating is always going to be difficult. Yeah, sometimes I honestly just feel like, I have a vibrator. I have like five vibrators. <laughs> I'm, good. Yeah, I'm good. I have my favorite porn stars I watch. <laughs> I'm just chilling. I don't need a guy sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I miss men. Then I just realize how stupid some of them are. I'm just like, okay. I know. Let me just play with myself. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's it's hard. It's hard. Because honestly, not every person is going to be perfect for you and everybody's going to have their flaws and everybody's going to have their own things that you have mm-hmm. to accept about them. Like when you love somebody, you have to love them as a whole. Like you can't just love the good and not the bad. Like you have to love them as a whole. And I loved him as a whole, but 
it was really hard for him to understand how passionate and how much my business meant to me. Mm -hmm. I couldn't sacrifice my business. So, yeah, that was just a big sacrifice I had to make for my business was my relationship. That, that's actually exactly what happened to me. Except yeah. I wasn't getting married, but I was, like, in a long-term yeah. relationship. Mm -hmm. And, like, he thought it was cute when it was a hobby, but then after it started blowing up, they're just like, where are you? Like, yeah, you're never here. Time. We don't and it's do like, anything. At the end of the day, like, that was always the goal. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand why they don't put themselves into that mindset. Like, you know, there's going to be a day when this shit blows up. Mm -hmm. And she's not going to be here the whole time. But, like, yeah. people don't see the bigger picture. They just see the now. Yep. And it's like... Like, you know, it was weird because, like, he expected me to pay him for the times that he helped me. Oh, no. And I was just Wait, like... that happened to me, too. I was That's like... That's so weird. Why? Like, I, I don't do things for you and help you out and expect you to pay me. Like, yeah. you're my fiancé. So like, you're my man. Like... That's just what you do for each other. Even if you were my friend. I do stuff with my friends all the time and don't expect anything in return. But it's, like, it's weird when people expect, like, oh, like, you're, you're making money now. You can afford to pay me or et cetera or blah, blah, blah. I'm just, like, yeah, that's weird. Like, like you know, like, I don't need your help. I have employees. But thanks, you know, you know, for trying to get me to pay you to do something that a normal person would just do for me for... You know, I'm not asking you to be here every day. I just ask for help, you know? <laughs> like, it's oh just God. weird. Like, That's crazy. I was just, I was, I was, I got to a point where I just didn't give a fuck anymore. And I was just like, I just, my relationship just started trickling downhill. And eventually we just ended things. But it was hard because it's like, I thought that was something like, that's, I thought that was what I really wanted. Like, I was mm -hmm. so sure about it at one point in my life. And then... Things just started happening and showing up and not working out the way I thought it was going to work out. So, I mean, I'm grateful for the way everything happened, even though, like, you know, it's weird how everything happened. Because if COVID didn't happen, I would be married, and I don't know exactly where my life would be right now, to be honest. That's exactly how I think of it, too. It's crazy how COVID changed so much for yeah. everyone. Yeah, it really changed people's lives for sure, I think. And really made people realize that, like, oh, do I really like this person? I have to spend yeah. every day with them now. Like, do I really like this person? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, or do I really like my house or where I live or what I'm doing in my life? Or what am I doing in my life? COVID really opened people's eyes about things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was a necessary thing that needed to happen. I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change anything at all. I'm... I'm you know, sorry for all the people that passed away and all the people that lost people. But things happen for a reason. They were going to die anyways. At some point, I feel like us dying, though, isn't the end. So I'm not scared of, like, death and, mm -hmm. you know, dying or, like, losing my family. It took me a whole year and a half of depression to get to know, like, <laughs> to, yeah. to get here to this, like, spiritual level or whatever. But, um, yeah, I realized that, like, even though my papa's not physically here, he's always with me. Like, mm -hmm. his, like, that little angel, invisible angel on your shoulder that's speaking things mm -hmm. into your ear, that's, like, him, my spirit angel or whatever. So I just feel like, you know, things happen in the world, and sometimes they seem crazy and chaotic, and sometimes it's scary, but I feel like there's nothing to really be scared of because things are going to happen the way they're going to happen, and you don't really have control over it. Mm -hmm. 
that's why I always tell people I don't regret anything, even the bad stuff, because you take a lifelong yeah. lesson. Yeah. And I feel like it's like a chapter in your book that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't regret anything. And people will be like, oh, you did that, though. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, that was a bad decision of mine, but <laughs> I learned something from it, so... Um, I wouldn't have been able to learn something from it if I didn't do it. So, you know, maybe, you know, making those bad decisions looked bad at the time in the moment. But I see something from it now that I couldn't have got from, you know, not making that bad decision. Or the million others behind that. So, <laughs> I, I think that everything happens for a reason. And people are like, oh, why do babies die then? Or why, do they, why does this, you know, everything happens for a reason. A learning experience. I feel like our souls are here to learn different life lessons to mm-hmm. take from it. And then we move on to a different life and learn different things and learn new things. Like we're always meant to learn something. Whether you're homeless on the street and you need to learn to be appreciative of the things that you've had before, your life or your family or your friends, like... Or whether you are rich and then you're poor and then you learn, like you mm-hmm. you learn. There's so many learning experiences and everything, and sometimes it's hard for us to realize that this is a learning experience because it sucks and then we're going through a lot and there's so much pain and we're so emotional, we can't think rationally. But everything's a learning experience. Even getting hit by a freaking car, like you know, like some mm-hmm. things are just weird. People are like, how is that a learning experience? But you learn to deal with. You learn a lot about yourself when you go through things. For sure. And learning about yourself, knowing yourself, helps you become a better person. And I feel like if you don't go through pain and things like that, then you don't grow. You kind of just stay the same and you stay stagnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't appreciate a bad relationship if you've never had... Like, you can't appreciate a good relationship if you've never had a bad one. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, re- you can't appreciate your home if you never had a home. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's... You can't appreciate a lot of things if you haven't experienced them. So these experiences may be hard and difficult sometimes, but they're meant to happen for a reason. So, yeah. What I tell people all the time is like, for example, I just hired a manager and he's like, this is so much more work than I thought it would be. Like, Mm -hmm. I literally have so much anxiety over like everything. And I'm like, and I feel like if you're not going through those times then you're not going to be something greater because Mm -hmm. life doesn't just hand you know, you the perfect job or, like, the life that you want. Yeah. You have to go through those trials and tribulations in order to get there and appreciate it when you do get there. Good things never come easy. I've yeah. I've that. <laughs> and the things that come easy aren't always good. Yeah. And they always have some type of repercussion at the end of the day that you don't know about that you just end up dealing with because you thought that the easy way was going to be the best way, but you learn something differently in the long run so you know like i feel like everybody has we're all on different paths different roads different timelines we're all in different parts of our lives and sometimes you know at 22 years old you're not meant to be where i am sometimes you have a lot to learn and i'm not gonna lie i've been through so much of my life since I was so young that I, I've been through more than some people that are way older than me. Mm-hmm. And it, unfortunately for them, it may take them, you know, it's not unfortunate or fortunate, it's just the way things are. 
But for them, sometimes it takes them to their 30s or their 40s to mm-hmm. learn the things that I know now because they haven't been experienced or, you know, they just haven't been shown that part of life yet. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes people don't lose their dads to their, like, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. you know? And I lost my... My papa was literally my soulmate. Like, he was probably, like, the most important person to me in, in the world like I still feel connected to him on like a different level like I still feel like I can feel him and hear him and see him it's weird like and I just feel like sometimes people don't like you know I always imagine myself getting married and having him walk me down the aisle Mm -hmm. and like just him being here throughout my whole experience and success it's weird like him physically not being here but I know Mm -hmm. he's there so it's like I'm not tripping anymore. I used to be mm-hmm. I used to be in a really bad place. Like my business, everything just like took a hold on life. Like school, business, everything. I just quit everything for like a year and a half. I was still doing my business, but it wasn't growing at the mm-hmm. way it could have been growing because I was just not mentally there. No matter what I tried to do, I was just crying all the time. I was so depressed. It was so hard. And I feel like, you know, nobody realizes what you're going through, especially when you have a business. The business just goes on. The show must go on, you know? So sometimes, like, you know, know, people would complain and people would do all these other Mm -hmm. things. And, you know, it's fine. Like, they have the right to complain or whatever. But they also treat you like you're not a human being. And I just would be like, okay, you can go fuck off. I don't have Mm -hmm. time for this. I don't have the time or energy for this. Thank you for supporting me or thank you for shopping with me or not shopping with me. I really don't care at this point. But if you're going to talk to me in a way that is not respectful, then you can go on with your life. I don't need you. Take your money. Take whatever. You know, don't follow us. Don't support us. I don't need your negative energy flowing to me because I don't I can't take it anymore it was like about a it was about a year of that that mentality I mean which is fine but like I was just in such a bad place that it was just it was so hard for me to really and I ended up having my family being my first move here to Vegas I didn't have any family or friends here so going through so much was really difficult and when you realize how important your family and your friends are, it, you know, it really helps having them there. And even though everybody thought it was fine, like everybody thought it was fine, everybody thought I was living my best life, my business was doing well, everything, but nobody really like asked, like, how are you actually doing? Like, you know? So it's like, I, would ne- I was never one person to tell anybody like anything unless mm-hmm. they like asked me. So yeah, it was weird. I don't even know how I got to talking about that, but <laughs> no, it's it's actually it's insightful because I can relate because yeah. uh, right when COVID started, my best friend passed away. Yeah, and it was like crazy because everybody always expects like oh the one with the business like she got this and like I planned the funeral and like mm-hmm. life just went on and I kept working and working and it's like even now like four months later when my brain is starting to process what happened mm-hmm. or like like even moving into this place like. You know, when I got the key, like, my first reaction was to text him. And then I was like, wait, yeah. he's not here anymore. And it's like, yeah. and then everyone around you, all your family, all your friends, all your employees, they just expect you to be good. And they never ask because they see you as this, like, strong, strong independent person. woman or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy. Because yeah. it's like, 
Everybody expects you to have your shit together because they think you have your shit together because it looks like you have your shit together because you're doing shit with your life. But it's like, no, 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 <laughs> no. Actually, like, I've been crying every single day this week. I've been drinking, like, five <laughs> bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm, I'm not good, but I'm glad you think I, you know, whatever for whatever reason you assume I'm good, I'm actually not. But, you know, it is what it is. And I just think it's like... You know, at the end of the day, it gives you an insight onto yeah. something else. Like, you know, everybody just assumes, and it's not necessarily... I've learned now mm-hmm. to, like, ask people more, like, how are you doing? Like, yeah. how do you feel? Yeah. Like, I realized that from going through what I went through, that nobody was there for me. Like, I want to be there more for people. Even though, like, I hate... <laughs> even I don't hate it. Okay, I just, I just hate... Okay, why am I saying the word hate? I don't hate it, but I just always felt some type of way when I I would always go out my way for other people and no one would ever do the same for me. So I I went to this phase where I was just like, I'm going to stop putting myself out there and going all the way out for all these people that don't anything for me. But at the same time, I feel at the same time, it's my job if I know somebody that's like, you know, not seeming right or not seeming okay, just like to always just put myself out there and be like, hey, Mm -hmm. are you okay? How are you doing? What's going on with your life? What's new? You know, just because it's just like a nice human thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like it has nothing to do with, you know, if they ask about you or if they check up on you or whatever. It's just something that humans should do. Like we should just be more kind. I'm trying to be more kind mm-hmm. and stop being so selfish. I feel like something important is not having expectations, whether yeah. that's like yeah. with your business, just work, yeah. with friendships. Don't even expect so much from people because at the end of the day everybody's going through their own things and once you start putting expectations on everyone around you all you're gonna get is disappointed i feel like that was a big deal breaker between yeah some of my last relationships my friendships because like you know when people have these high expectations of you and they don't you don't meet them or they don't meet them like it's just starts so much conflict like Mm -hmm. it just even though it's unnecessary you mm-hmm. know like you think about you think back about your arguments like you arguing with somebody your partner or whatever and you're just like what were we even arguing about yeah. there's something so irrelevant that you <laughs> yeah. can't even remember like mm-hmm. that's how that's how you know that something's not important and that you shouldn't be wasting your energy even just changing or becoming someone you're not from fighting or whatever you just need to like take a step back and to like reevaluate yourself and sit the whole situation just calm down take a chill pill relax because i just feel like sometimes you really don't know everything that's going on even though they say they tell you everything it's not always everything and you know sometimes yeah. people are scared to say things or they are you know mm-hmm. you know they're going through stuff and you don't know exactly what everybody's always going through so you just have to be more kind. Even though people don't always kind to you, you know, putting that energy out there will come back to you in some in some different way, shape, or form. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I used to be really, like, just not self-centered. Just I used to just try to... I used to just feel like shit because I always felt like I was always that person that would go out their way for everybody. Nobody would go out their way for me. Mm-hmm. And I got, I, I, I just felt like, you know, like absolutely not one single one of my friends was at my papa's funeral or even like hit me up about like if I was okay or whatever or came to see me. And I was just like, do I even have friends? Like, mm-hmm. who are these people that say they care about me, but I'm going through like the worst time of my life and nobody's here for me. 
I just used to feel so salty, but like at the same time, it is what it is. Everybody doesn't know everything. And you can't expect people to read your mind. You have to be very open and just yeah. very blunt about what you're feeling because if you just expect people to know what's going on in your life and know what's going on in your mind and know what's wrong, mm -hmm. you're just going to be disappointing yourself. So I realized that eventually. <laughs> eventually. Well, oh, yeah. All right. This was very insightful. Thank I you. Know, I really enjoyed this conversation. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I don't um, talk to people that much. This is cool. <laughs> this is cool. I'm like the exact same way. I feel like I started this podcast in a way uh -huh. to speak to people. Yeah. Because I'm very, I'm an introvert and uh -huh. I'm very reserved and like Me literally too. all I do is work and like yeah. I put all my energy into work. So people around me have been like, maybe like start talking to people that go yeah. through the same things that you do, that do the same things it's you do. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard finding people that are like, even if they have their own business, there's some people that are like, I've met some people that are very just like, not what I thought they were. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just different people. Like some people come off very friendly, but they're more so trying to like, you know, see what you're doing and try to compete with you somehow. I, I feel like I just put myself in like a corner just because I was just so trying to avoid everybody <laughs> I'm such that. an introvert but I like I'm very outgoing around people I love and care about mm -hmm. but just not like people I don't know what's so. your sign Scorpio oh where are you <laughs> I'm a Leo you're a Leo Ooh. <laughs> my rising is Scorpio though. okay I need to do that thing because everybody talks about the rising yeah. I'm like I don't know when I was born like I don't know I can't find my birth certificate <laughs> Okay. I can't find it, but I'll eventually find it and figure out what my rising and my moon and I my everything Scorpio is. I love women, though. You guys are so powerful. Really? I always get such, like, every time I'm around a girl that's a Scorpio, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck yeah, like, she knows what she's doing. Oh, fuck yeah. I'll get you into some trouble, too. So. <laughs> be careful. I would be careful. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to, like, bash myself, but it could be a bad influence sometimes. It's okay. Yeah. We all have our faults. I I'm like really self aware. Like, yeah. I tell everyone like, hey, I'm too blunt. I'm gonna hurt your feelings. Yeah. I get anxious if like stuff isn't going my way. Like, mm -hmm. I want everything perfect and like yeah, it it's happens. Like, yeah, but it's all about like being self aware and then just working on it. I feel like the more you, the better you know yourself, the better person you'll be. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people that don't know themselves. They don't mm -hmm. talk to themselves. They don't like meditate. They don't like they don't really get where they're at in life mm -hmm. and I just feel like it's hard for them. Like I really feel bad for them because they're just in a place that I was in like a year and a half ago mm -hmm. and I'm just like thankful for where I am now but also, you know, it's really sad to see some of the places people are in and how lost and confused and how scared they are because they don't know what's going on with their mm -hmm. life. So, you know, it's important to really talk to yourself and get to know yourself and to find out the things you really enjoy to do because it'll change your life when you start doing more things for yourself and putting yourself first. Okay. So, yeah. Do you want to, can you plug, like, your website and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to shopisraela.com and follow us on shopisraela on Instagram. You already know what the deal. <laughs> yes. That's how I always feel like those, those radio hosts sign off the shows. <laughs> I know. 
all right guys thanks for tuning in i hope you found this conversation just as insightful as i did and thank you for coming i know you live super far away that's okay (laughs) it's okay i'd be chilling driving sometimes jamming and i just be like where am i at (laughs) i've never been here before vegas is big vegas is a lot bigger than always something new to see